Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And it's 2017. We made it, you guys. Yay. It is January 1st, 2017, at the time of this recording. It's the brand new year. Yes. Woohoo. Hopefully a better brand new year than the previous <laughs> brand new year. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. It's... We'll get there. <laughs> we'll all get there together. I think it's important to not oversell. Uh, it's important, How much but, better this will be. <laughs> but also sort of difficult to not oversell the next 12 months. Uh, uh, yeah. That's right. Is it just me or does your cat sound watery? I, so, (laughs) sometimes, so I don't know if I've mentioned this, but when he, like, is, when he's feeling comfortable, he, like, drools a lot. (laughs) No! So, so it's a combination of purring while simultaneously meowing while also drooling. And it makes (laughs) him sound like he's swimming. (laughs) Drowning. Yes, or drowning. My cat is such a special boy. Apparently. <laughs> that, that is another thing that I, that I cannot overstate is just how strange he All is. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, well. uh, yeah, no, I'm not drowning my cat. He's just having the time of his life over here. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Since this is a new year and we're we're all starting off with clean slates and everything, uh, I'm gonna start this podcast by issuing a retraction um, from the previous podcast, which was if you listened to our previous podcast, you may have noticed uh, that I wished you a happy Hanukkah, uh, and as a matter of fact, it was not Hanukkah <laughs> on our previous podcast. I know um, that's okay. That's... Uh, I. I swear to God, this is actually what happened. I googled it, uh, and it told me that it started, like, beginning of December, like, December 6th or something, and I'm like, oh, great, that's tonight. I'll just start, you know, I'll, we'll start with the candles and everything. Uh, and we did that, and I spent a week, like, celebrating, burning the candles, posting pictures of stuff I was doing on Twitter, like, wishing people happy Hanukkah on Twitter, things like that. No one corrected me. Seven days, no one corrected me. And told me that, uh, no, actually, Hanukkah starts, like, Christmas Eve this year, by the way. Oh. And so, yeah, no, I found out from a coworker eventually, and, uh, I was very embarrassed. So are you, um, are you just, like, doing double Hanukkah this year? Yeah, we're just, we're just doing all the best hits all over again. We're just recooking all the foods. We're not reburning the candles, because that many candles is expensive. But yeah. uh, but I probably will do candles again on the final night, which I think is tomorrow. Now I don't know anything. I looked <laughs> it up again later, and it was then the correct date. So that's was they it fixed it? Was it like giving you the dates for last year? Maybe. I that's what I thought. I thought, oh, I must have looked up like next year or last year. But I looked both of those up, and neither of them were the date that I had started on. Weird. So that's I so have strange. no idea. That's that, that is spooky. Um, yeah. Well, since we're starting with a clean slate, I'll just lay it out there. 
we've actually already recorded this intro once and there was an audio problem so we're just having the same conversation uh, a second time right now um luckily did it seem unstilted yeah, did yeah. we do a good job <laughs> that was just a dress rehearsal yeah no luckily it was only like 10 or 15 minutes that yeah. before i noticed uh that it was happening which yeah, is good part of that conversation was also uh i'm Carl and I both got sick apparently over break, and I'm still like coughing a lot. So apologies for the yes, coughing on this. Yeah, I I sneezed while uh while I was fixing the issue. So I had a sneeze right. before. I had a sneeze before that I was not sure when it was going to come out. But you will not have to listen to me sneeze on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> you you lucked out. You yep. dodged that bullet. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I was so concerned about that. <laughs> so was I. Uh, not hearing you, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you guys get as holiday gifts? We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, I mostly like my mom sent me a check before Christmas, which was nice of her, so that I had money to buy things. Um, I mean, I got a new phone. That wasn't really a, a Christmas gift. That was just like I was due for an upgrade, and it happened to be like two days before Christmas when I actually was able to make time to go to the Verizon place <laughs> and get it. So so it counts as a so, self-gift? Yeah, it's a self-gift. It's fine. And then I, other another self-gift, I got myself like a nice little uh, cast iron teapot and I've been making so much tea. I've had like, I've been drinking like three pots of tea for the last like three or four days and I'm gonna get kidney stones and I don't care. I love <laughs> tea. The one you posted on Twitter? Yes. It looks really cool. It, it's, I mean, it wasn't even that expensive. It was like 30 bucks for the teapot and it comes with a little trivet and like two little cups, which Aww. is like a pretty sick deal for, and it's all, yeah. it's all cast iron. So it's, I could, nice. I could murder somebody with this if I wanted <laughs> yeah. to. Sounds like a heavy pot. Yes. So that's yeah. I did some did some good self gifting. Got some games for some people. Got some games from people. Pretty pretty solid holiday, I would say. Nice. Yeah. I got half a bag of candy. Yes. (laughs) That's it. Good good candy. It's okay. We sort of stopped doing gifts. Yeah. I think that happens Which... when when people, like, grow up and <laughs> are living their lives. That's sad, but accurate. Um, I, I got surprisingly, like, more gifts than I was expecting uh, this year. But some of them were sort of weird, like Amazon decided that, because um, my dad sent me like a, like an Amazon gift card, and uh, which is, you know, what you would expect, it's like credit card size and shape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about what you would expect, but Amazon, for some reason, decided this needed to be in like a full-size box. Oh. So just this card was in a box, like larger than a shoebox box. Um, like about, I don't know, the size of like, let's say, let's say like two shoeboxes stacked on top of each other. Um, it with just like packing material and that card and nothing else. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. 
Like, they... I don't know. That has I... to cost a lot of money. Yeah. I think. Like, I feel like the biggest packaging you would need for that is one of those, like, bubble wrap mailer envelope thingies. I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's... Just put a stamp on the card and post it. Yeah. Right? Like, it should just be in an envelope. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe yeah. like, the size of the box indicates, like, how much money is on the card. It's like, if it's, <laughs> if it's like, you know, like, like a small, small amount of gift card money, they just give you, like, a small box. The, the larger the amount, the bigger the boxes get, the scaling up in so, terms so you're of saying, your value. You're saying that- Thing that it has to be a big box to hold all that theoretical money that's on the card. Yeah, it's just the value of it. Maybe the box is actually the card. Mm. <laughs> yeah, your your like code is just printed on it. <laughs> that oh, that's funny. That would be that would be probably bad because then anybody who is could see the box could see your card. I, I mean, they could print it on the inside, I guess. You could still, you could still, uh, bust it open and steal it. Kitty. <laughs> he was really quiet the first time we recorded this, too, and now he is not. <sighs> speaking, uh, speaking of kitties, the other thing I did over break was, um, I cat was cat-sitting for our friend's cats. Ooh. Um, by which I mean, like, we were visiting their apartment every other day to, like, make sure she had enough food. Mm-hmm. And, like, make sure she didn't think that everyone had abandoned her. Yeah. Um, and she is the weirdest, like, most neurotic cat. <laughs> she's, like, she's a strange cat. She's just, like, constantly terrified of everything. I don't know if she actually is, or if it's just the fact that, like, her eyes are just really wide. But she always looks like she's terrified of everything. And, like, we would come there and spend, like, an hour, and she would, like, cautiously look at us from the doorway to their bedroom, and then, like, just not interact with us at all. <laughs> That's funny. Is is she like that when, like, her her owners are around, or is it... I'm I'm told by them that when it's just them in like the privacy of their own home, she like occasionally like deigns to be held and like approaches them and, and cuddles like a somewhat normal cat. But um I have never seen this. Interesting. I'm not sure I believe it. Interesting. So even, even when we're like over visiting them and they're they are present, she like she doesn't she doesn't like come out much like she she, she'll be if if no one's paying attention to her she will sometimes like sidle into the room and like sit in the corner staring at everyone (laughs) that's i almost want to say poor thing but i'm sure she's fine i'm sure she's just like not into people but um. yeah she's she's just a little weirdo cat i mean it's fine but it's just it's funny trying to take care of her because we're like you know, we're like, oh, she's not going to have anybody to play with for the whole time. We, you know, we, like, try and engage her with toys and stuff. And, like, one toy was, like, buzzing a lot and, or, like, made, like, a squeaky noise kind of thing. Um, and so she would come up to it, like, do that little, like, I'm about to pounce on it, like, I'm stalking it low to the ground sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, approach it very slowly and instead of pouncing, just, like touch her nose very, very slowly to it, and then get up and walk away in the other direction. Wow. So this reminds me, I've been at my parents, and they have two cats, and one of them is scared of everything also. 
Are yeah. these so, are these the cats that that were imported from some other country? Yeah. Good. How from Netherlands? Yeah, from the Netherlands. That's right. I remember. I remember this. I remember you mentioning this like a long time ago. <laughs> well, that's good. Are they? Are they? Were they scared before they were imported, or are they, are they only scared because they were imported? I have no idea. But only one of them are. Mm. And okay. it's like he comes out late nights when everyone sits still. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's sort of like being at a safari. <laughs> yeah, you have to sort of coax the animal into, like, it's okay, no one's gonna hurt you. You have to just become the scenery. Yep. It doesn't yes. help that all my my sisters have kids. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, I could see that being an issue. <laughs> yep. Hold on, I gotta blow my nose. The mucus has piled up once more. Alright, Godspeed. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't. Do we have. I guess. I swear it's. My, my weight in mucus has dripped out of my nose this, uh, this break. It's oh, yeah. been insane. I remember, I remember the, the conversation. Uh, you streamed uh, one of us a couple nights ago, and we were, we, the conversation turned to how much mucus does the human body produce? And it was like a quart per day. Yeah. Yep. Roughly. Which All of seems... it in tissues right now in my house. Yep. Well, <laughs> drink lots of fluids, I guess. Yeah, I also have been having some tea. I actually went and got, like, an Earl Grey tea because the only teas I had were some slightly odd herbal teas that I'd bought because I thought I would like the flavor and then it turned out like I was not as huge a fan of the flavor as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. I actually, I got some Earl Grey recently, too. Because I realized that that was, like, sort of the one important kind of tea that I just didn't have any of. And I've got, like... I, I you're on such a tea cake. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got... I want to say I've got maybe, like, 12 different kinds of tea, of loose-leaf tea, just, like, in my cupboard right now. Like, I'm going hard on tea. Um, and I, I'm not going to buy any more tea for a while, but... Yeah. Since you since you are the tea expert, do you know why Earl Grey is called Earl Grey? Because that's a weird name for like a like I thought it was a brand for a long time, but it's a it's a variety of tea. Yeah, it's it's and it's not even like the tea itself is not the thing. It's like just regular black tea, but they put bergamot oil in it, um, which is which is like the thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's named after like a person. Earl of Grey, perhaps invented putting. <laughs> bergamot in in tea yeah i don't know <laughs> I, let's see uh uh let's see i'm looking at wikipedia now know. yeah wikipedia. Unless lying yeah <laughs> well i'm not on i'm not on google i'm on wikipedia so um uh, da, da, da. okay well it doesn't oh assumed to be named after charles gray second earl gray British Prime Minister in the 1830s and author of the Reform Bill of 1832. He reputedly received a gift. Kitty, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. He, he reputedly received a gift, probably a diplomatic perquisite of tea flavored with bergamot oil. So there we go. I didn't so know this either. So it wasn't even that he invented it. He received it as a gift, and it's named after him. Yep. That's how it works. I suppose. 
I guess I guess he was is what I have to say to that. Yeah, I guess he was uh, so popular, or he was so like hot on this tea that he made everyone else drink it, and it became popular. That's my like. Oh, dudes, you have to try this tea. Oh, geez, it goes on. <laughs> According to one legend, a grateful Chinese Mandarin whose son was rescued from drowning by one of Lord Grey's men first presented the blend to the Earl in 1803. Uh, the, t- <laughs> the tale appears to be apocryphal as Lord Grey never set foot in China, and the use of bergamot <laughs> oil to scent tea was then unknown in China. Well, uh, I like I like the fact that the legend is not even that he saved this boy from drowning, but that one of his men saved this boy from yeah. drowning. Like, I can't be bothered to get you know get my own hands dirty. I'm an earl, for Christ's sake. Uh, <laughs> yep. Okay, this legend is bullshit. Yep. <laughs> well, yes, probably. And there were like a bunch of other like not a bunch, but there were a couple of other like. Variations. Or maybe it's a time traveler. Maybe. Ooh. Mm. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess the mystery will never be solved. But we tried. <laughs> we tried. We tried. We gave it our best effort. It's fine. We did. Uh, well, do we have any other uh, non-game talk, or should we should we just bust uh, right into I, game talk? I do actually have some some because I've been I've been playing like a ton of stuff over break because I've had like actual free time for once uh, and I finished playing The Witness which I highly recommend um, as like a fun puzzle game kind of thing I um, have to uh, just ask first is it worth finishing because I'm like at the final Witness? section but I um, couldn't no, really I mean, if, you're, if you've played most of it then you get the general idea it doesn't have like some big revelation of the ending that makes it suddenly that much cooler or whatever um, okay. but I, I just think it's like it's like a really fantastic masterclass in like tutorials, basically, um, because the way that they teach you stuff gradually, like using only the mechanics, is really impressive. I think they do a really great job. Um, but anyway, is it so I highly of, recommend that. Is it sort of like Antichamber in that respect? I feel like Antichamber did that pretty well. With, uh, yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It's um. I would say it's actually uh. What does it remind me of? I can't think offhand. I know there are other games that do this, but it does a really great job of giving you like, okay, here is the simplest possible thing using this mechanic. Now here's a slightly more complicated part using that mechanic. Now here's a slightly more complicated one. Now do you see the pattern between like the last three things you did? Now that you know this pattern, like here's some interesting problems using this pattern. And it's just I don't know. It's very well designed, and I, I as a as a designer, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so I recommend that. It's uh, super and, pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's it so does. colorful. It looks cool. Yeah. And just like yeah, just just feels really nice to walk around in that space. Um, and uh, then I finished that and started playing Danganronpa, which I've also <laughs> been having a great time playing. Yes. And <laughs> if you if you like. Um, I don't know if I'd even call it a horror game. It's like a specific genre of um, not exactly escape the room puzzles, but like there's like a genre of horror film that is like everyone's trapped in this sadistic game that like an evil person is making you play and you're getting killed off one by one. Like the Saw franchise? Yeah, like the Saw franchise. And I understand like Cube 
cubes like oh, that. Yeah, I forgot about cube. Um, so there's there's like a, a that has also become a subgenre of games as well, where it's like okay, you know, the same thing except you actually like participate in it mechanically because it's a game. Um, so Danganronpa is that you're like a, in a group of high school students who are like trapped in a school with like a crazy guy who's um, like keeping everyone there, and he says like. You can leave only if you murder someone and get away with it. So you have to kill one of the other students, and then at the next day there's like a trial where everybody decides who they think the murderer was, and if the they if everybody picks the murderer, then the murderer uh, is executed. But if they don't pick the murderer, then the murderer goes free and everyone else is executed. Um, so it's... Uh, it's like a combination of 999, which I know we've talked about here before, mm-hmm. um, in this like sort of death game thing, meets uh, like the, the social parts of Persona 4, because you have to actually like get to know the other high schoolers as part of this, uh, meets the, um, the trial sequences from Phoenix Wright. And I just finished like my first trial yesterday, and... It's so funny because they they abstract it. It's the same kind of mechanic as Phoenix Wright where it's like people are talking and you have to like use your evidence to point out, you know, what the contradiction or hole in somebody's story is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except that you uh, it, it's uh, the metaphor is that you have a series of truth bullets and you have to shoot their statements with your truth bullets to bring what? them apart. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's amazing. I and like then at that. the at the end, when you like finally accuse someone, you have a rhythm based showdown with them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Oh, that. The. This. Just like hearing you talk about it really makes me want to play Dungeonrumpa, and it's yeah. it's that's a game that I've like been meaning to play, but I just have not uh, pulled the trigger on it, so to speak. Um, yeah. It's certainly one of the strangest things I've played in a while, but I'm enjoying it. It also has the world's longest tutorial. It does have a very long tutorial section. I mean, it's it's one of those, like, because there's a lot of different parts to it, they kind of ease you into the parts one at a time as you're going through. And the first case, like, holy crap, did they spoon-feed you the, the right answer to that. Like, it's pretty much, like really really obvious and then one of the other characters basically comes out and tells you what it is <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like they they really they really give it to you uh in like the early trials in the phoenix Wright games too yeah i remember those being really easy and then once the actual like once you get into the actual trials i suddenly became very bad at that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's sort of like um there's a character who's sort of like the the Phoenix Wright um, character. You remember um, what's her name? Like Mia, who's like your mentor in the first game, and she just sort of like helps you, um, you know, uh, not come to terms with what you're doing, but like she she basically like hints stuff to you, but like lets you figure it out on your own because you have to learn to do this, yeah. etc. Um, it's so it's got it's got some of that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Good games. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the the high school is supposed to be like this school for like incredibly gifted, but like not like really intelligent necessarily, just the best at their whatever it is that they do. So everybody is the ultimate blank. Um, so there's like the ultimate baseball star and the ultimate pop singer and the ultimate clairvoyant and the ultimate gambler. That gambling. Ooh, that sounds yeah. like an interesting high school. Yeah, no, it's fun. And your character is the ultimate lucky student because he got into this school via lottery. Good. That's 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 funny. Wow. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Song and Rapa. It's it's a it's a hell of a romp, and I recommend it. Cool. Huh. All right. That's that's all I had to say. Yeah. We'll move on to what we we're actually talking about now. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, any, is Carl? Have you played anything else uh, besides besides our podcast game that you want to talk about? No. All right. Not really. All right. Then I guess uh, I've been busy. Yeah. I I guess we we can segue into our game, which is uh, Mini Metro. And uh, I think Kyla, you wanted to take the reins on this one. Sure. Um. So Mini Metro is a filthy casual game. No, um, it is... <laughs> Mini Metro is a game by Dinosaur Polo Club that is... Um, uh, it's like a little simulation game. It is basically a casual game. It's sort of meant to be like a short experience game where you do like a little bit at a time, but you can keep coming back to it and try and improve your scores, things like that. Um... You are building a little simulated uh, subway system in one of a variety of cities. Uh, There are three main types of stations represented by different shapes. Uh, So the most common stations are circle stations. Uh, Then there are triangle stations. And then the the least common are square stations. Um, There can also be a variety of unique shapes that only appear once in any given city, uh, which are like stars and diamonds and things like that. And at each station, uh, people spawn, and they need to get to other stations on the map. And your goal is to uh, connect the cities or the stops using various metro lines and put little you know, little trains, little subway cars on them, and just try and get your city to function as efficiently as possible. And the game ends when one of your stations has too many people and overcrowds, uh, and then you lose the level, and however many passengers you served before you lost is your final score. Uh, And the game has a series of levels that represent different cities, which have minor mechanical changes like in some levels your you know your cars can only fit four people instead of six people in some levels like the maps are bigger so the distances are longer uh, there's one in uh, Osaka you can get Shinkansen which are like the bullet trains so you have like a little train that goes faster uh, and things like that but yeah your, your goal is basically just to set scores uh, as high as you can in given levels there's also daily challenges that you can do once each day there's like a specific challenge that you can try and get a top score and you can see all your rankings relative to your friends normal kind of casual game stuff but it is hella relaxing though it it, like i just based on the premise alone i thought this game was gonna stress me the fuck out 
because <laughs> I don't know. That's like I I'm in charge of the entire subway station for this city. I like I make or break people's morning commutes. That's <laughs> that's awful. Like I don't want that. Um, no, I I actually I it was it was a fun game to just like uh, be able to pick up and play for a couple minutes at a time. And I I think. Uh, did did I, neither of you got the mobile version, right? No, I've been no. playing on PC. Okay. Yeah, I so like since I got a new phone and since I was out of town, I figured, you know, I might as well just pick up the mobile version, and that's basically just how I played it. Was like, well, there's like ten minutes until like dinner comes together, so I'll just play a quick game of Mini Metro, or like I'm in the car with my mom and we're going to the grocery store, play a quick round of Mini Metro, and it. I don't think I would have actually enjoyed this game as much if I hadn't just, like, had it at my disposal for just quick time-wasting. I think I possibly would yeah. have been a little annoyed uh, at the prospect of having to, like, sit down and open Steam and open the game, and now here's the game, and the game's open, so I guess I have to play it for, like, an hour? Like, I, I, I feel like that wouldn't have been as enjoyable to me, so I'm glad I took a chance and grabbed it for mobile. I seldom, I seldom intended to play Mini Metro for an hour, but I almost always did, because it's very much of the like I finish it around and then I go, yeah, I could do that better, and then I immediately restart it. That's fair. So, yeah. so I ended up playing a lot of it. But how is how are the uh, the controls on mobile? Because it feels like it would fit very naturally with a touch interface. It it mostly does, and I, I mean, I'm assuming that this is also available for. Uh, mobile on tablets i think it would have been maybe slightly better on a tablet just because of uh playing it on a smaller Size. screen yeah i i would occasionally have trouble like when trying to pick up a line and sort of reroute it it, it was occasionally a pain like i'd pick up the wrong line or it wouldn't like sort of track right when i tried to move it around mm-hmm. um but other than that it was yeah, it's pretty the, fine. Yeah. By by the end of a level, like the map can be become pretty complicated with all these like stations and intersecting lines yeah. and bridges all over the place and yeah, it's it can be pretty intense. Yeah, and trying to pick up yeah, if you've got like four or five lines converging on a single station and trying to just move one of them uh, <laughs> with like prodding at it with your big dumb fat finger uh <laughs> not not always the easiest thing to do. But to be fair, that could be hard with a mouse too. Yeah. And full screen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not too bad on on PC if you're, but yeah, even then you can sometimes like you have to be a little cautious occasionally. It took me a little while. So one thing about this game is it doesn't really. Speaking of tutorials, it doesn't really have a tutorial. Mm-mm. It does, but it's like, um, basically they just throw you into a simple version of the game. And you just go. And it's like supposed to be intuitive enough that you just figure out how it works on your own. And it it mostly is. Yeah. Like I didn't have a ton of trouble with it, but I did have a it did take me longer than uh, I'd care to admit to figure out like how to like do and undo stations from a line and like move the line around. It. I think the thing that I had the most trouble with was uh, I didn't realize that you could pick up a train from a line and move it to another line. So for a while, (laughs) I just had a train or had a line where I at some point had moved the train to a different line and I didn't realize it. 
And so my stations are filling up, and I'm like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Um, and then I realized, and I felt pretty yeah. bad. But, you know, it's one of yeah, those you're, things. You're, your lines will automatically, they'll automatically put a locomotive on a new line if you have a locomotive spare. If you don't, it will just create the line and not put a locomotive on it. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, why is no one getting picked up from these stops? What's going on? Yeah, and especially if you sort of get kind of far into a game when there's a lot going on and there's a lot more to keep track of uh, that can sort of screw you over. But at the same time, I never really felt bad about losing because it was always a case of, well, I've lost and now the thing that I was waiting for is happening. So I could just put my phone down. Um, <laughs> it, it never really felt like the stakes were super high. I never felt like I had lost something for losing a, a round. <laughs> sort of in, in a similar vein of like, I don't know, Super Meat Boy, except Super Meat Boy is much more punishing than this. <laughs> but it's, you know, you could either immediately it start... punishing? Uh, yes, I think so. I think it, I think it demands more precision. Uh, it, it certainly demands more precision. And, and like... But I'm not sure if I agree. Re it's more reflexy. Eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe punishing it. isn't the right word, but, um... Uh, what was I going to say? Um, Low stakes? Yeah, it, it's like you lose and you can either just say, okay, I'm done playing, that's fine, I don't feel bad, or you can immediately just go into another game. There's mm -hmm. not really uh, a run-up to starting it, starting again. It's just, oh, okay, I'll start again. Cool. Yeah, there's a really quick like restart loop mm -hmm. in this, which is kind of nice. Um, I like it when games, when you lose and you're like, okay, let me just immediately <laughs> start again. Well, you still have to do, like, the early parts of the game, which is sort of arbitrary. I, I always put the, um, I always put the early game on super fast forward, and then only hit the regular play button when, uh, when I feel like there are enough stations that it's starting to get overwhelming. <laughs> uh, the... There was something I was going to say about, like, the speeds, or... Oh, I guess I didn't mention mechanically that, um, like, every week that you have, like, of in-game time, um, you get a new, like, reward. So there's, like, a sort of randomized element of, you know, do I get a new line, or do I get a new... Um, you know, uh, some more bridges that I can use, or do I get uh, another carriage? I think is another yeah, one. another yeah, another carriage for my uh, for my existing lines, and uh, it's so some of it's a bit of a roulette. Interchange is also like a rare but really really good one, which just means like more people can pile mm. up at a station before it gets overcrowded. Yeah. Um. So sometimes it's a little bit of like a roulette of like what did I happen to draw this time around. Um, oh, but I remember what I was going to say. I did occasionally feel really, really frustrated when I lost once or twice because it had come from a station that I hadn't noticed spawned because it spawned right near the edge of the screen. Yeah. And it filled up without me ever seeing that it was even there. Yeah, and that was... That felt terrible. Yeah, I, I was sort of annoyed by the fact that um, I couldn't... Like, it lets you sort of zoom in and out, but it doesn't let you zoom out past a point uh, like, it, it sort of determines the furthest out point that you can zoom out, and that's dependent on the position of your station. So if there's not 
a station, you know, over there. You can't zoom out to be able to see over there, but that means that your screen is basically full of stations, like, at all times. Um, and I, I sort of, I don't know, I tend to prefer a broader view of any game that I'm playing. So, yeah, that was yeah. one thing. Yeah, it'd be hard to say how they could really, like, fix that, because there's a lot of information to communicate, and they don't want to, like, distract you with side stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they for their, for their you know, to their credit, there's really excellent visual simplicity to this, because everything is just very simple shapes, mostly black and white, except the lines are really brightly colored, so you can sort, you can tell exactly where they are and where they go, and it's like, it's Visually, it's very clean. It's mm-hmm. about, I think, the cleanest they could possibly have gotten it. Yeah. Uh, which, considering how much information you have to keep track of visually, is a good thing because otherwise it'd be impossible. And the soundtrack is very, also like just I think I think clean is a good descriptor of this game just overall um, because you know there are sounds, but they they almost sort of don't register in a way like they're very subtle but they do actually provide more information about what's going on because like there's this one sound when like a new station pops up and there's a specific sound cue if a station is like filling up and is about to like overcrowd there's like a sound cue um when like yeah basically all the all the mechanical things have like their own little sound cue so if you're paying close attention to the sounds, you're also, like, sub- subliminally picking up more information. Or not subliminally, if you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. But you're, you are picking up more information about what's going on. The sound also creates, like, this extremely soothing mess of sounds that yeah. just lulls you to sleep. Yeah. yeah. That, that really, uh, I think, contributed to sort of the overall feeling of low stakes, low frustration. Um, where even if even if you're fucking up and one of your stations is like stuffed full of people, it doesn't make a loud noise or an obnoxious noise. It just kind of chirps at you, like gently, yeah. as if to say, "Hey, yeah. hey, 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 maybe look at this, maybe fix this for us." Hey, like, <laughs> hey, hey buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey, buddy. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, there's uh, there's some people here who'd like you to <laughs> to, to do better. I, I appreciate that. It's better than like the Legend of Zelda, low health. Oh, or heaven, heaven forbid the uh, the Kingdom Hearts one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I get it, but it doesn't have to be as loud or as constant as it is in either of those games. My God. So, yeah, just good good design overall in terms of. Uh, Efficiency, which I guess makes sense in a game about efficiency, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's a here's a question for you guys. Um, how easy was it? To, how how much did you feel like you were able to like have strategies and follow through on those strategies? Because I my feeling with the first impression of this game was that it's very difficult to intuit what is a good thing and a bad thing. Yes. Um, and I, I feel like I did eventually develop that intuition. Um, but so I'm wondering, like, if, if that matches what you guys found out or if it was or how you felt about that. Yeah, no, I never had a strategy. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I really, like, did not. Um, other than to try to keep all of my lines 
as as evenly loaded with stations as I could. Um, but that was my that only. Counts. Yeah, that was my only real strategy. Otherwise, it was just kind of kind of go with it. Well, the game doesn't really help you with developing strategies. Yeah, I would agree and with it, that. So it's hard to say what actually works and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But when you play enough, you sort of compare it to your own playthroughs and you sort of pick stuff up. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt... So my strategy was... The first one was, um, yeah, like, evenly load the lines as much as possible. My other strategy has become um, diversity of shapes. So as much as possible, have, like, at least all of the basic shapes on any given line. And if possible, like, alternating shapes. Like, don't have too many stations of the same shape in a row on the line. And I think that's working, but it's hard to tell. Yeah, I'm totally going with the, like, don't have to swap lines for the passengers. Mm-hmm. That is, that, yeah. That's, that's one of those things possible. that I, I sort of, I think about, but I don't necessarily do all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, yeah, in that in that respect, when you have the, like, unique landmark stations, you probably want to have as many lines as you can that stop at them. Mm-hmm. The, as is con- as many lines as is convenient, I guess, that stop at them, so that uh, you don't have to have too many transfer people. There might yeah. be a strategy in like making one specific transfer station that then becomes um, an interchange, but then that also relies on you getting an interchange, which doesn't always happen. It also yeah. re- relies on the lines being nice to you and dropping them off at the right place. Yeah. Because that's not always the case. <laughs> I think there is... I mean, I'm sure there's some internal logic for how they do it. It's just not always apparent, like, when... What and when exactly is the logic for when things get dropped off at various places. Or, like, sometimes they only pick up people in a certain direction. Yeah. I thought it was just if there is, like, a station of that shape between them and the current end of their line based on the direction they're going. But that's not always true because they will drop off people at an interchange station if there's, like, a shorter path to one of the shapes in on a different line or something like that. It's not 100% clear to me, but I, I think that's how it's going. Also, the lines can be circles. Yeah, you can make mm-hmm. loops. Uh, and the in the Rio de Janeiro level, I think there's a, or not Rio de Janeiro, some, sa, 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 San, Sao, Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo maybe. I I don't remember. One of them one of them there's an achievement for making a, um, like getting a certain number of passengers on a railway that's only yeah. using loops. And I thought I got that one. Like, I, I tried really hard to do it, and somehow the, the achievement didn't register, so I must have done it wrong. Hmm. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Now, now since I was curious, I, I looked up mini metro strategies, and there's, like, a whole pretty extensive, like, Steam guide that just goes into, like, just little, like, strategy tips and things. It's not like, it's not like a build order but it, it gives you like little hints and things to well, look yeah, out for. It's, it's worth mentioning that like the the order and location of the stations is randomized in each yeah. playthrough, so you can't really have a like.
do exactly this at exactly these times yeah. like strategy because it's just different every time um, but that's interesting. That's good to know that people are people are taking this seriously in terms of strategy. Yeah. Um, like this is this is a this is a pretty good guide too. Like there's lots and lots of pictures, uh, like screen caps as examples, and they they've like annotated them. Like they've drawn little circles to say like this is this is the point of this picture. Look at it. So yeah, yeah this is uh, I'm I'm sort of surprised, but also not surprised. Post that. Uh, post a link to that one on uh, when you post the uh, yeah the podcast, and we can uh, we can all take a look. Yeah. Um, so the other big question I had about this one uh, was, how do you guys feel about the different cities? Do you feel like it offered a diverse enough experience from one city to another, or were they just all the same? Uh... I would say they're pretty much the same, but I just went in and checked and saw that there were new, two, new, two new maps that I haven't seen, so I just hmm. opened them up and they seem a bit more diverse. Which ones are those? Seoul and Shanghai. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I played Seoul. Um, yeah, I don't know, Kelso, thoughts on that one? Yeah, I I mean I I went through the cities as they unlocked just because they were unlocking. I don't I don't feel like I had a particularly uh, different experience from many of them. It was just kind of oh here's a new map. Let's play this new map. I think the and the biggest thing for me I guess is just uh, terrain and water placement. And mm-hmm. am I gonna get fucked by not having enough tunnels or bridges when the time comes? Um, yeah. So I guess yes and no. Yeah, I was, I was, I felt like at first that there was absolutely no difference, and I was a little bit annoyed that, like, they had so many different maps when it was, like, so similar. Uh, but as I've played more, I feel like there are actually small differences that kind of make a, like, make a big overall impact in terms of, like, um, there's one of them, and I, I think it's Cairo, but I'm not sure, where you only, um, you can only fit four people in a given carriage, and yeah. it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's, like, really, really big change. And I, I guess, like, the first time I noticed that, like, I was actually having more trouble on one level versus another um, was when I hit New York. And I don't know what it – maybe it's the fact that there's, like, three main areas of land with bodies of water in between them. But for some reason, I was just doing way, way worse at that map than all the others and I'm like why is this so hard it's the same thing it's the same thing I've been doing but yeah. apparently not there's also like small differences like spawn how fast things spawn and how many spawn yeah guy at this one I'm also playing it as we're podcasting and ah I just lost oh <laughs> what was your score how many days uh, 40, 465 passengers over 27 days, which is pitiful. Pitiful. <laughs> I'm on the one that's been giving me uh, a bunch of trouble, um, which is... Or actually, am I? San Francisco. San Francisco of all places! San Fran! Um, is, is like the first one... Is the first one that I have under a thousand people as my high score. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like uh, I recently, I think recently, like, 
at the at the end of the level, um, just as an aside, it it you can get a little playback that shows you uh, the order in which you built and rebuilt your lines, and you can you can share that uh, to social media. And I feel like I recently saw Bill. Uh, yeah, pl- that's right. Played the San Francisco one. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he was bragging about like having built the actual San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, like metro system. That's funny. Yeah, there it is. Which is pretty cute. <laughs> That's kind of a nice feature. The like, hey, you know, you can press a button and share to social media if you want. I don't know how many, how much people like actually use that. Maybe if I was like really really proud of a score at one point, I would do that. But, eh. <laughs> God, I miss I miss moving around in the menus. The UI in this game is so good. It is. <laughs> it's very juicy. It like slides all over the place <laughs> and things like bounce and, and move Slides around. and there's terrain going everywhere. and. Yeah, it's it's almost a little disorienting because you're so much like swooping around the place. But it's definitely like a very lively UI. <laughs> <laughs> Man, excuse me. I'm just... All kinds of sick, apparently. Yep. Oh well. Gotta 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 drink your tea. Get your fluids. Replenish your mucus. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should go make some more tea at some point. <clears throat> anyway, that's all. That's pretty much all I had in terms of like notes and thoughts. It's 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 fun. It's relaxing. It's a simulation. <laughs> like. Yep. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I have it. Yeah. I, I might consider getting it for mobile, although um, I think the reason, the only reason I had it for PC was because it came as like part of a big bundle of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I know. Did not get it's, that a, bundle. It, it's a fun little like I have some time to do stuff. Let me do some stuff mm-hmm. kind of game. Yeah, I appreciate. I don't know. I appreciate that kind of thing. Yeah, I had lots of fun with this game. Yeah, I, I liked it more than I was expecting. I was expecting, like I said, I was expecting to be stressed out. Um, but I wasn't. It was fine. So, man, this this is going to be kind of a short... Like, I feel like every, every time before we start recording, we say, well, this might end up being a short one because I don't have a whole lot to say. And that never happens. But this one actually is kind of short, which is fine. Yeah. It'll Which is appropriate, because it's kind of a short game. Yeah. It's like a short experience. I can make up something to complain about. <laughs> Go I for it. I can say, hmm, that the trains, you should be able to see which direction they're going. Yeah, they should paused. have a little, yeah, they should have a little, like, uh, like an arrow front like they do when you're about to drop them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that they have that when you're moving them around, but not when they're actually on the track. Yeah. Hmm. That's a that's a change they should make. Also, why the hell would you have a yellow line with white passengers in the car? That's so hard to see. <laughs> yeah. I think so- sometimes the contrast was better than others. I think I had a green line once and it turns your people like bright teal, which was nice. Yeah, this is I'm the this is the first line on the San Francisco one. That, yeah, uh, the different levels have different colors for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I, was, I was curious as to why that is the case, and I don't it's know. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, here you go. Here's some colors. 
<laughs> I really like That's... it. Yeah, Makes it I more mean, fun. It's, it's fine. I just wish that like all the colors were good, and this yellow one is terrible. <laughs> so. No, I have to check it. San Francisco, you say? Yeah, San Francisco, the very first line. Oh god, the colors in San Francisco is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be better. Could be better, Mini Metro. That's all we're saying. But no. Yeah, seriously, it's a good game. And uh, you guys, if you, need a, if you need a casual game to like take, some, take up some time, definitely check this one out. Now I'm really curious as to what, what compels these color decisions. Like is it based if it's actually... on the actual I think it... on the actual like, the like city? Ones? I don't know. That would be cool. I I like that feels like a weird choice if that's the case, but maybe it is. I feel it's weird that old cities would have such a unique color palettes. <laughs> yeah, if that were the case. Yeah. I mean, like I just the first city that I thought of is Berlin, and I'm looking at it, and the colors look familiar on on their actual, on the actual U-Bahn. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm just misremembering as like a, like confirmation bias thing here, but these colors do look familiar. I don't know. How would you remember that? I I played the Berlin one uh, earlier today. I just sort of picked it at random. Yep. Oh, you're looking up the Berlin. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> I yeah, no, I'm, I just like, happen to know the there. colors of Berlin. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I played that map earlier today at work because I, like, had a low score on it, and I was like, maybe I'll try to get a better score while I was, like, on my break. Um, so I vaguely remember the colors, and I'm looking at a map of the actual Berlin metro right now. <laughs> so, I don't um, know, maybe I that is say, it. I will say this also for the game. I actually really liked um, the achievement system on Steam. I don't, I mean, I assume there probably aren't achievements in the mobile version. Um, there but... might be, because a lot of, a lot of mobile games are, like, tied to, like, Google, Google Play app or whatever, and I there, see. there are some achievements on that, but I don't pay attention to them, so. Okay. <laughs> um, but, so the, I found the achievement systems actually to be a lot of fun on Steam, because it gives you, like, a, an alternate play experience, basically. It's like, hey, try doing the game this way see if you could do this like what if you tried to do this entire map but only with three lines or like what if you tried to never have more than one locomotive on a line or what if you like only used loops or you know it's like i don't know i found them to be like kind of refreshing in that they give you like a new a new thing to try is it sort of like like the i mean i know the achievements in in Rus are like built in but is it sort of similar to the achievements in that respect where it gives um, you an objective and says like do it this way or is it a different that, sort of thing yeah in, in that um i mean yeah in in Rus, like the achievements are required in order for you to advance up the tech mm-hmm. tree so like that's kind of a different thing um but like these let me look at my steam there's some of them that's like I would um say it's more like the achievements in banished yeah it's yeah it's a lot like the banished achievements so this oh, one is okay. like um, deliver 1,000 passengers in Berlin using no more than one locomotive per line. Huh. Uh, or, let's see, what are the, some that I actually got? Um, uh, deliver 1,000 passengers in Melbourne, where at least one station is connected to all lines. Um, never the Great, deliver 1,500 passengers in St. Petersburg with tunnels on no more than one line. That one was a bitch. Damn. Yeah, that sounds. 
Only not, one line is allowed to cross fun. the river. Yeah. So, you know, that, so that's, it's like some interesting constraints that like give you something, something new to do, something new to try. And if you feel like you, you know, you, you're like, ah, I know what this experience is. Like I, you know, I'm kind of used to it. Like it gives you something else to push for, which I thought is, you know, that's what a well-designed achievement should be. So anyway, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting over here, like cross-referencing screen caps of people's Berlin maps with the actual Berlin just like to look at the colors and I can't, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell if it's, if I'm just imagining this relationship or not. So I'm going to close, <laughs> I'm going to close out of this tab before I, <laughs> before, before you drive yourself crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, Conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they do, that's cool. Like they definitely didn't need to do that. I don't think there's anything in particular gained from having different colors for different cities. Yeah. But like. I guess it's cute if they mm-hmm. if this one on San Francisco wasn't so awful. <laughs> um, yeah. Anywho, that's all. I think that's maybe all we got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased with that talk. <laughs> we did a pretty good talk. Yeah. In that we talked about the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talked about the thing. So, um, let's talk about the next, yeah, let's talk about the next thing. Uh, let me, let me get it up. So I, I, uh, I'm not really even sure like what the best way to intro this is. So I, uh, so if you guys recall, if you've watched, um, Jason stream a while back, so, um, Jason obviously is doing Satan's fingers. Um, sometimes he started doing it again, which has been, uh, which has been cool. I caught one of them recently. I was really oh. happy. But anyway, um, when he started, he did a section on, um, like, quote-unquote girl games, like games that are uh, aimed towards young girls specifically, and, like, let's take a look at those and see what they're doing specifically. Um, they were mostly Barbie games. They, yeah, and they were, like, mostly Barbie games and stuff, and it was kind of, like, it was an interesting look. They ended up being, like, more complex than expected and, like, more interesting than expected. So we're uh, we're basically going to do something similar. We're going to take a look at, like, specifically, like, a game designed to be appealing to young girls. And see how sorry, it holds sorry, up. Sorry, Carl. Yeah, and we'll see, we'll see how it holds I'm up, young too. Girl. <laughs> oh, that, that completely throws away what I was just going to say, is that we're going to see, we're going to see how, how, how well it appeals to two not particularly young girls i mean we're not we're not like old but we're not we're probably not age demographic for this and also a, a not girl um yeah <laughs> yeah so uh we're gonna be playing uh, a game called glitter mitten grove which uh actually came out pretty recently um and i've heard people saying good things about it um and it's it's basically a I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the mechanics. It looks to be sort of a mix of, like, a Minecraft or Terraria sort of game where you're uh, digging and looking for resources crossed with a uh, city builder sim, um, sort of like an idle game where you wait for, like, you build a building and you wait for it to make your resources and then you use those resources and uh, reinvest them back into your city is what it what it sort city of appears sim, to be. A.K.A super casual rts yeah basically i guess so yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see how well this game uh prepares young girls 
as their future careers uh, as uh, pro StarCraft players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so we're gonna play we're gonna play Glitter Mitten Grove, and then next week we're playing StarCraft Two. Uh, and we'll see <laughs> yeah. we'll see how it goes. And- and our goal is to ladder and to get as high as possible. <laughs> yep. So yeah. we we will this time uh, in a month we will all be in South Korea. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So, you, you joke actually, but uh, Huck did get StarCraft two for uh, for for Christmas, Whoa. so he's Whoa. been playing a bunch of that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if I play Glittermint and Grove. If I can then beat him at at StarCraft, then we'll know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta. I mean. Hammer out your build order, and we'll see. Yep. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, Glitterbitten Grove. I believe it's only available on Steam, but it is definitely available on Steam. Um, you can pick it up, play along yeah. with us. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yep. Play and it we'll... if, if you're a girl or if you are not a girl. And yep. regardless and let us of know. Area. Let us know how you felt about being or not being a girl relative to your play experience. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good to get those girl or non girl perspectives. I've been doing it. Yep. So, I think that's uh, I think that's all from us for now. All right. Yeah. We can yeah. we can yeah. we can hit up the plugs. Uh, yep. Plugs for for stuff. Uh, I'm Kelso at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. I do this thing that you're listening to right now, uh, and also uh, I do on Fridays. I host uh, one of us weekly community stream uh last friday kyla you you were on and yes, uh played seasons after fall yes which is i i don't trust i don't trust that british lady yeah which is <laughs> which is basically ori in the blind forest with an uh, like untrustworthy narrator yeah which is interesting and you are possibly going to be playing that again next friday if you I mean... yeah that's my that's my hope unless like something comes up when i get like a you know group dinner invite or something like that yeah. that i have to go to um but yeah current yeah. plan is to play it next friday as well. yeah so uh yeah so if you're interested in uh not you kyle i'm not talking to you anymore i'm talking to listeners now. <laughs> just to clarify um <laughs> if you're if you're interested in signing up for one of us spot that's uh fridays uh 6 p.m pacific hit me up on the twitter at kelso time bomb that's all that's yep. all you gotta do it's fine uh, I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. I am normally streaming at 10 a.m. on Sundays, Uncaged Fury. Uh, we are probably next week going to be starting our next game, which is Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try that one out. I also feel like at some point, I don't remember if this was on the original poll, but I'm starting to think I should really do Super Mario RPG at some point. Um. Because like I know a couple people for whom like that's their favorite, so that's a good game. That might, yeah, that that's might be game. interesting to check out. But anyway, the next game is Wind Waker, so we're gonna be trying out Wind Waker. Hopefully, I'll have my, I'll actually like set up and test my new emulator setup before <laughs> next mm-hmm. weekend. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, Dolphin. So, you're you're using Dolphin. Uh, yes, yeah. I downloaded Dolphin and I downloaded the um, the ROM, but I have not tried them yet. Dolphin, so. Dolphin seems to work pretty well. Like I, I, I feel like I have issues like having to troubleshoot sometimes with like um, whatever the PS2 one is that I can't remember off the top of my head. But Dolphin just seems like it works yeah, pretty it's, well it's out funny. of the box. Some of them, some of them, some systems have like really good emulators, and some really don't. Because like the SNES one I've used, never had a trouble with. Like it's it's run just fine every mm-hmm. single time. 
But um, when I got the, uh, what was it? Was it N64? Yeah, the N64 emulator to do Majora's Mask. Like, basically everyone online said there are no good N64 yeah. emulators. Like, here is the least yeah. terrible one. Like, Yeah, that is true. And I, I, did have, I did have visual glitching where, like, I couldn't use the, like, invisible scope thing. I had to, like, repeatedly, like, pause the game over and over because you could only view, see the invisible things for, like, a split second when it went to pause. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I think the N sixty four seems to have like issues with a lot of like overlaying stuff. Um, I I remember having to change the um, the graphical drivers that it used. Um, yeah, that's, de- I did that too. Depending I had to do some surgery on the files. Yeah, like just depending on what game I was playing. Like some some games work with this driver. Some games do not at all. So it was yeah. sort of a, a nice little trial and error every time yeah, I wanted to play they something. They must have done some interesting things technologically on that console that, like, just don't replicate well. Yeah. Hmm. Or something. Yeah, no, I, um, beyond some, like, slight slowdown when I go into menus that only happens on the transition, like, that's the only real issue I can think of with Dolphin. So that should oh. be fine. Yeah. All right, well, so hopefully that'll be good. So that'll be starting, ideally, next weekend, 10 a.m. Pacific. And you can follow me at Kyla underscore go to see if uh, if the schedule changes, because I usually post updates to my streaming schedule to Twitter. Excellent. There you go. Excellent. Carl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm at Skug3 on Twitter. Go Hur- follow me. Hooray. Hooray. Um, yeah, and we will be back in two weeks. What is that? That's the 15th. Uh, with with uh, ye oldie Glitter Mitten Grove. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hope everybody had good holidays and happy actual Hanukkah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, happy actual Hanukkah. Happy, uh, happy actual Hanukkah. Have, a, have yep. a good 2017, not fake mystery Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Not, not faux decepti Hanukkah. Decept- Decepticon. Decepticon, <laughs> if you will. Uh, excellent. Um, yeah. <laughs> And we'll be back All right. in a couple weeks. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.